Big Ten Review Podcast. I'm Josh with my co-host, Mario. What's up, Mario? What's up, buddy? Cheers. Cheers. Guess what? What? It is football season. Man, we got games tomorrow. We got games tomorrow. There is not another Saturday, Saturday until January without college football. How awesome is that? Ah, it's the best time of the year. We've been talking about this for 14 straight podcasts about how excited we are. Mm-hmm. And here we are. Here we are. We're ready to go. Here we are. What do we got today? Look, there's so much to talk about. You know, we spent 14 podcasts talking about teams, but at no point did we talk about UC, USC, UCLA joining the Big Ten, about uh, the Big Ten CBS deal worth a few dollars here and there. It's huge. Huge. I mean, there's rumor mills going going around. We have Scott Frost saying some very questionable comments. You know, stuff coming out of Ann Arbor. Is McNamara the guy? Is he going to be starting? Um, do they have the best O-line in football in Michigan? Or is it Ohio State? Is anybody going to compete with Ohio State? And I think more importantly, during one of our podcasts, you mentioned we're going to have a weekly update in the Iowa's quarterback competition. And Did I, I cannot be. Yeah, I don't, said, I don't remember. I'll have to go back and listen. because I <laughs> He honestly, said every week. So I am stoked to hear about that. Oh, boy. And, I don't know what uh, I got myself into. All right. <laughs> So why don't you tee us up? Why don't we talk about USC and UCLA a little bit? Yeah, so I mean, the news was official on June 29th. Uh, They're going to be joining the Big Ten next year in 2023. Both of them have been members of the Pac-12 dating back to the 1920s. Um, Just off the top of your head, what were your initial thoughts when you heard this news? You know, my initial thoughts were, man, I can't wait to see USC come to Ann Arbor, East Lansing, Columbus, Camp Randall in November. That's what I want to see. That's going to be fun. I mean, the potential ramifications of this, too. I mean, it's not only the Big Ten, but the entire landscape of college football. What happens? I mean, this opens up the potential of further expansion in the Big Ten. Um, but it also opens up the opportunity for two mega conferences down the road with the Big Ten and the SEC, right, both competing to, uh, what would you say, acquire new teams, new markets? I, th- I think that's exactly what I'd say, acquire. I mean, to me, it was a clear message the SEC did it with Oklahoma and Texas. Mm-hmm. It was a clear message that we're going to do the same thing. We went and got USC, which isn't even close to the Midwest, and UCLA um, with hot recruiting grounds over there. Uh, I think it was a clear message that we're going to have two mega conferences, like you said in, in one of our previous podcasts. I mean, we, we can't pretend that it's not about money, though, right? Because I, I saw it was reported that the Big Ten schools are getting more than twice the payout of the Pac-12 schools. So that definitely, most definitely had an impact on the decision of USC and UCLA and teams in the future, right? If they're going to leave their conferences and come to the Big Ten or come to an SEC, we can't pretend like money's not an issue there. Money makes the world go round. Let's be real here. This is what it's all about. Um, You know, I think that's been very clear, but that's okay. That's what's going to happen. We're, We're about money here. And, and USC and UCLA saw an opportunity, and the Big Ten saw an opportunity. It's a win-win for both, for both the schools as well as the conference. And God, is it going to make football even that much more fun. And the Big Ten, too. I, I'm sure we're going to get into this deal with CBS, but that might have played a – I'm sure that played into that deal right now. You get that L.A. market. Oh, it absolutely mm-hmm. plays into the L.A.? Are you, are you kidding? I mean, think about – um, the Big Ten now having that portion of the market and recruiting is going to is going to be helped in the Midwest. You got Lincoln Riley over at USC. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure that he was planning on competing against the Big Ten when he took this offer, but it definitely adds a, a different complexity that all of us are excited for. Look, all I'm going to say is this: if we don't get a rivalry trophy between USC and Michigan State, 
and call it the Trojan horse, then what was the point of all this? What was all of this for? That's 100% what it was about, right? Yeah. Isn't that why they did all of this? It was nothing to do with money. It was about the Trojan horse. I hope so. I hope we get that trophy. I think so. That'll be a fun one. I tell you what, that, that USC versus uh, Michigan State battle, that'll be good. Okay, so um, you mentioned USC coming out to the East Coast, right? Mm-hmm. Playing Michigan, playing the Ohio States. Um, look, we, we all know that the first nine hours of the day, science is showing that your dopamine, adrenaline, and healthy levels of cortisol are at their highest, which means that you're really good at linear type activities, which is football, right? So I think people are overlooking that quite a bit when it comes to this. So I'm curious to see these West Coast teams come out to the East Coast. I don't think it's going to be a problem. You don't think it's going to be an issue? I don't think it's going to be an How issue. How about going the other way? Going from the, the East Coast, or I'm sorry, we'll say from Ann Arbor over to the West Coast. That could be interesting. I'll get back be. to you. I'll get back to you. Think about it. I mean, there's a lot of there's a, a lot of complexities with that. A lot of challenges, but I think it'll be interesting. I don't know what the the Big Ten after dark looks like or Pac-12 after. Dark. I don't know what any of that looks like yet, but it'll be fun. It'll be interesting. But that all, that was not the only big news coming out of the Big Ten this summer. We mentioned it. The Big Ten finalizing the deal for the new media rights to include both CBS and NBC, uh, which was then which will then essentially end their long term partnership which dates back to, what, 1966 with ESPN and Disney? That's huge to end that partnership with ESPN. And I can't say I'm not a little disappointed in, in being able to see an ESPN. Uh, you know, however, God, that's big money. These schools are going to benefit for it. How do you turn that down? It, you can't, right? You can't when you're at something like this. And there's a lot of clauses in there from my understanding. Again, I'm not a lawyer nor an expert in all of this. But from what I understand, there's a lot of clauses in there where they could add teams, um, there's a lot of flexibility, and and let's be real, the Big Ten doesn't appear to be done. It looks like they want to continue to expand. They want to add some schools. I was just reading about another school potentially being uh, interested, and I'm not going to to name the school because um, it's all hearsay until we actually see it. But how exciting is that? There could potentially be this mega conference. I, I can't be more excited, man. You're going to have to tell me when we go to break. Absolutely. I'm curious now. Well, speaking of break, why don't we take a short break and come back and talk about some of our predictions for uh, the rest of the year? Let's do it. And we're back to talk about some predictions for 2022. And look, Mar, we've already talked about what our predictions are for the teams. I want to talk about some awards and what we're expecting from the from the teams this year. Okay. So tell me, who is going to win the West this year and why? The West Division, um, I'm going to take Wisconsin. Wisconsin. I'm going to take the Wisconsin Football Badgers. They should have won the West last year. Um, they faltered in that last game of the year against Minnesota. Um, if it wasn't for that game, they would have been playing Michigan and Indianapolis and uh, presumably probably would have gave uh, Michigan a better game than Iowa gave uh, Michigan. Um, they are the favorites at plus 1,100, uh, followed up by Nebraska, a team that you were not very high on uh, when we did our Nebraska podcast. Nebraska's at plus 1,600, and then uh, third is Iowa at plus 2,000. Uh, I'm taking Wisconsin. Who do you got? You know, it's almost like you just took the best odds, and that's the, the team you're picking. Is that what I heard? No comment. <laughs> you know, I'm going with the Purdue Boilermakers. I think one of my surprise teams. And you know why I think that? It's because that schedule is really favorable. They're going to have a high-powered offense, and I think this schedule benefits them greatly. We saw a lot of challenging schedules for teams this year, and Purdue kind of avoided all of it. And so 
Uh, that would be my choice for the West. Now, how about the East? What are you thinking? I think we're going to be unanimous here. I'm taking Ohio State to win the East. Uh, they're the favorites right now at a minus 215, followed by Michigan at plus 500. Um, and I know that you're going to be happy to hear this. Um, coming in last, based on uh, Vegas odds to win the East Division, is Rutgers at plus 50,000. Did you put some money down? Mm, I'm going to save my money. Uh, <laughs> Legit low, plus 50,000. Yeah, that's that's actually a pretty wild uh, statistic. Was I, I uh, was I right though? Or are you also taking Ohio State? I am. Well, look, we said both of both of us said they're going undefeated this year. Uh, they're too loaded. This is too great of a football team. Um, too much talent on both the offensive side of the ball, and then you bring some talent on defense. New Jim Knowles, a, a defensive coordinator. There's no doubt in my mind that that I think they're winning it, but I don't think it's going to be easy. And, and so here's my follow-up question about that. Okay. When we get into November and Michigan travels to Ohio State, is that for the East Division? I think it is. I think it is. I think they're both going to be undefeated going into that game. I think you're right. Well, no, I don't think you're about undefeated. I think they're competing for uh, the East. However, I think Michigan goes in with one loss. As if you remember during the podcast, I, I mentioned that they're going to lose at Kinnick. That's, did. that's my prediction. That voodoo. Uh, that, that Kinnick voodoo, yeah, just like you said. But Ohio State ultimately comes out on top, and that's going to be a fun game. Um, so tell me who you think is going to win Big Ten Offensive Player of the Year. Um, I'm going to stick with my theme here of, uh, of, of Ohio State and uh, – my Big Ten Offensive Player of the Year pick is going to be C.J. Stroud. But I wouldn't be surprised if Tonga Valoa out of Maryland wins it. They're going to be mm. putting up uh, large numbers all season. They're going to have an explosive offense. And I have a dark horse candidate, Blake, Blake Corum, running back Michigan. Blake Corum. Yep. Interesting. I wasn't expecting a dark horse. You didn't yep. give me the notes on that beforehand. Who do you got? You know, it's funny how you you had mentioned to me during one of the podcasts that I guess I hadn't thought about it. Ohio State is going to put up so many points this year that C.J. Stroud might actually not be able to put up as many uh, statistics as you'd expect. That was the one thing I was hesitant about. Uh, So I did not pick C.J. Stroud. I went with Smith and Jigba. Okay. Uh, the guy is the number one threat. He proved it against Utah that that didn't matter if he was the number one guy. No one was stopping him. So I'm going with Smith and Jigba over C.J. Stroud. I don't have a dark horse. However, I like your choice of, of uh, Blake Corum. If I had a dark horse, I'm going to Aiden O'Connell. Okay. Okay, I like that. A little different. But I like that pick. I'm sticking with the Purdue theme. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll see if that plays out. Now, how about Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year? Iowa linebacker Jack Campbell. The guy's a maniac. He's a tackling machine. First team All-American. I'm taking Jack Campbell. Yeah, I know you had stole my notes uh, <laughs> before we got into this. But I, I think we both agree, Jack Campbell, animal. What a what an amazing player. I'm going with Nick Herbig out of Wisconsin. It's a good pick. I think he's a great player. I think he that, that Wisconsin defense always looks good, just like Iowa. These two defenses always seem to take steps forward um, and, and play that Big Ten style of football. So I'm going with Nick Herbig. Okay. Coach of the year, Josh. I'm sticking with my theme, man. I'm sticking with my theme. It's Jeff Brom. Okay. Out of Purdue. Purdue's going to have a great year. Like we said, the schedule is favorable. Uh, so that's my pick. What about you? I'm going to stick with my theme over here as well, Ryan Day, Ohio State. Get out I of think, here. Well, you I can't think pick go, Ohio State for everything. I think they go undefeated, and how do you not give it to a coach who goes undefeated, right? 
I got to get that Buckeye off of the, the front of your shirt here. You are picking everything Ohio State. You can't tell me, though, for my next question. If you say Ohio State, then I, I'm kicking you out. It's not working anymore. Who's the Big Ten surprise team of the year? So this shouldn't be a surprise if you listen to our Maryland podcast. I'm going with the Terrapins. Uh, their offense is so explosive. They're going to put up a ton of points, and I think they'll get some upsets throughout the year. Do you? Mm-hmm. So you're going with the Terrapins. Terrapins. Who's your surprise team for 2022? I'll let you guess. I'm going to guess Rutgers. No, Purdue. It's the Purdue spoiler makers. Uh, you know, they, they're they going to find a way this year, and I'm hoping for it. I, I'm excited to see these teams, but there's so many that I want to see. The Terrapins are going to be a blast. I wouldn't be surprised if Nebraska made huge strides. You talked about them having the second largest odd, or second best odds best to win the West. Odds division, to win yep. the West. That, that's a possibility. I could see that occurring. Uh, I could see a lot of these teams making steps forward. Indiana, I think mm-hmm. they're going to do better. Tom Allen is going to have his guys ready to play. But uh, Purdue is the team that I'm picking right now. And you know what? I'm probably going to be wrong. I said it a few times. I'm probably going to be wrong. We're both probably going to be wrong. <laughs> so Now, how about, think about this, the top three games you're most excited to see. Oh, boy. Um, there's so many. To narrow it down to three is tough. Um, top three games in 2022, top three Big Ten games in 2022 that I'm looking forward to. Um, number three, um, probably not a game that a lot of people have on the radar, but selfishly it's my number three pick because I just love high-scoring, explosive offensive games. Um, I think this is definitely going to be just that. So my number three game is Purdue at Maryland on October 8th. Get out of my notes. <laughs> I'm done. You get out of my notes. <laughs> um, number two. Uh, Wisconsin at Ohio State on September 24th. I think that's going to be a preview of the Big Ten Championship game, piggybacking on what we had just talked about. And then my number one game, I think this is going to be unanimous amongst both of us, uh, Michigan at Ohio State on November 26th. Yeah, that's going to be, you know, I I didn't even want to mention Ohio State versus Michigan. If you're not excited about that game as a college football fan. What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? It's like watching Texas-Oklahoma are you are you not excited to watch it? You have to be. It's just part of, of college football. So I'm going to just skip over that one. I'm going to pretend that game doesn't exist because it is that important. You mentioned Maryland and Purdue. And it's funny because we both – I actually did not know you were picking them, uh, the Terrapins, for your surprise team. So it makes it even more interesting. I agree. October 8th, I have that one circled uh, and, and red Sharpie. That's going to be a good one. October 1st, Michigan State versus Maryland. We got some firepower. To be honest, I'm just kind of excited to watch Maryland this year, right? You talked about them being a surprise team. I'm just excited to see them play football. November 12th, Wisconsin at Iowa. Look, I'm a sucker for for defense and and the the battles on the in the trenches. That's going to be a really great game to watch. It'll be intriguing to see. Uh, it's kind of late in the season. What does it look like for both of those teams as they try to compete for the uh, for the West? I I think that'll be a fun one. One game that neither of us mentioned, but a game that we're gonna we're gonna watch is Michigan, Michigan State. Oh yeah, is that Halloween this year? I think so. I think it's how. I mean, that game is going to be. It seems to be almost like a a bloodbath for those teams. Uh, Harbaugh has Michigan State under his skin a little bit, so we'll see what happens there. I think it's going to be quite the battle this year, especially with two high powered offenses. It'll be fun. It's going to be a blast. Well, why don't we take a little break? We can come back and talk about uh, the predictions for week zero, as well as a couple other uh, couple other things that we want to discuss. And we're back to talk about the key predictions for the upcoming week. 
and Mario, there's something in particular that I, I don't even want to go further without talking about. It's the Scott Frost comment. It's the hot button right now where he, he estimates that there's about 15 to total players vomiting per practice uh, from the offensive lineman coach. And, and one quote in particular that I'm reading says, it's not because they're not in shape. He's just working them hard. I don't know what to say. I don't – he shouldn't have said it. Shouldn't have said it. Um, I mean, I don't – like, I don't even want to get into it. I yeah, mean, I, think, so, I, I think, think we just in move the, on. The, the current climate that we are in in, in this world uh, and the microscope under everything, what's going on here? We, we've already had so many issues, and if I'm not mistaken, Nebraska might have had a couple of concerns a few years ago. Um, What's the next question? Next question. Yeah. All right. Next question for you. And we didn't discuss any of this. I had no idea you were about to throw <laughs> rapid-fire questions at me, but... All right. Next thing. I'm hearing that McNamara for Michigan... I have to talk about Michigan because uh, they won the Big Ten. McNamara is a stud. Is he winning the job? Oh, boy. I mean, if you listen back to our Michigan podcast, I had picked J.J. McCarthy, and I thought J.J. McCarthy had the higher upside. Um, but, yeah, I'm hearing good things about Kate out of Ann Arbor. Um, I... I assume he'll start. I assume he'll be the week one starter. Um, but look out for JJ. Look out for JJ. Well, there's a, apparently they're saying McNamara has a higher ceiling. That'll be interesting. Who has – so there's there's been discussion. Michigan has the best O-line in the country, Ohio State. Who has the best offensive line in the country? Well, I'm going to stick with my theme of this podcast. I'm going to say Ohio State, right? First-team All-American, Paris Johnson at uh, tackle. They got a second-team All-American, Dewan Jones at tackle. Um Travion Henderson is going to be just blowing by people left and right, but that line is just going to be opening up holes from everywhere. So, so you're going with Ohio State? I'm going to go with Ohio State, yeah. All right, I like it. Next question. Who, if we have another school that joins the Big Ten, who's the next school to join the Big Ten? Oh, geez, you got to give me some time to think about this. Let's come <laughs> back to that one. Can we circle back to that uh-uh, one? Uh-uh, I want an answer. No, let's circle back to that one. What's the next? All uh, right. Give me some time to think about that one. I would like for you to walk me through the Iowa quarterback situation. Who is winning the job? Let's circle back to this one as well. <laughs> you got to answer it. Wow. Um, you still think of Spencer Petras? You said that last time, and I, I feel like that's probably the right move. Yes. That's all you got for me. Look, I told you we we're going to talk about this because you brought it up. Uh, the Big Ten school, you don't have a, anybody do. in mind? Yep, I Who's do. Who's that? So I think they've already reached out west, and they've already grabbed USC, and they grabbed UCLA. They got that LA uh-huh. market. It only makes sense. Oregon, right? Oregon would make the most sense. Oregon. Right? How about Notre Dame? What are the odds they join? I mean, zero percent. Uh, you don't think so? Uh, well, I think they have such a good uh, deal going right now with 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 um, their media rights. I don't know that they're going to be open to joining any conference unless somebody makes them a monumental uh, deal that they just can't turn down, that they just can't say no to. I think Notre Dame stays independent. To be interesting as the years go on, if you're in two mega conferences, as I'm just looking at the future, if you have two mega conferences, the SEC and the Big Ten, and you're an independent, do you still get the opportunity to play Texas, uh, Oklahoma, you know, Wisconsin, Ohio State? Are those schools going to come out and play you when they play already a challenging uh, intra division? I think they will. It's Notre Dame. It is Notre Dame. It's a but- big name. I think they will. But if I'm if I'm sitting here in the Big Ten and I'm Ohio State and I've got nine, ten games in the conference and they are just all 
really challenging games, and I got to think about competing for a playoff with Alabama, with Georgia, and these teams. I'm definitely going to think twice. Now you'll bring some more money in by playing Notre Dame, but uh, that's you get right. tough schedules. Well, I got a question for you then. Yeah. Turn the tables on you. If Notre Dame were to join a conference, what conference do you think they'd join? I think they'd have to go to the Big Ten. Yeah. Uh, right. I yeah. think it makes sense. Uh, but you never know. I mean, look, if Mich- if, if I gave you an easy one, I gave you a softball. You gave me a softball. If the Big Ten can go and and grab UCLA and USC, I think anything's fair game. Would you agree? I would agree. All right. Well, I tell you what, we got two games this upcoming week, and I think we need to talk about our picks. Yeah. So I have a surprise for you before we start. Let's you ready, do it. You ready for this? I, I love surprises. Ready? And there it is. It's our prediction music playing in the background. Oh, How do you like it? Oh, nice. All right, yeah. I like it. Yeah. Nice addition. Yep, yep, it is. Um, so who do we got first? Nebraska and Northwestern in Dublin. Yes, Nebraska versus Northwestern, Dublin, Ireland. It's a 12.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time kick. Uh, Nebraska, as we record this podcast, is a 12.5-point favorite. The line's 15.5. Who do you got? I was going to ask you the same question. I'm going with Nebraska. Okay. What are you, who are you picking? So both teams are coming off a 3-9 season last year. Um, Nebraska's got a new-look offense that we discussed in our Nebraska uh, podcast. Uh, transfer quarterback Casey Thompson out of Texas, right? New offensive coordinator Mark Whipple from Pitt. Uh, wide receiver transfer Trey Palmer from LSU. Um, they may not be able to uh, control the line of scrimmage against Northwestern like they want to, uh, but I just think that offense is going to uh, still dominate um, – I think it's going to be too much for Northwestern's defense, so I'm picking Nebraska as well. I like your choice. However, my concern with Nebraska is it is a new-look offense, a new guy under helm. It's not as easy to replace a, a quarterback overnight as, as you know a lot of teams would feel, and, and Martinez being gone after his 14th year at Nebraska, <laughs> after as many years at Nebraska, it, it does have some complexities. With that being said, Northwestern was not the team we would have... Uh, uh, would have preferred uh, last year. They could have been a lot better. So you're right. I'm sticking with Nebraska on that, but I do have another question for you. Yes. Does Nebraska cover? No, I don't believe they do. Yeah, I don't think 12 so. 12.5 is a lot of points. Hey, look, though, if Scott Frost doesn't leave Ireland with a win over Northwestern, he probably shouldn't even come back to Lincoln at all. I would probably think so, especially with these most recent comments. Uh, it's, it's a must win for him. And a year that... You know, I, I don't like to assume, but I would think there's there's a bit of a, a hot seat underneath him here right now, especially after the last couple of years and some of these comments, he has to win. Yeah, I would think so. I think that's a fair comment. What else do we have? So then we have Wyoming at Illinois, 4 p.m. kick. Uh, Illinois, as we record this podcast, is a 10.5-point favorite. The line is 44.5. Josh, who do you have? I got the fight in the line, I, and I got him covering. I think... You know, I, I guess I don't know enough about Wyoming to, to feel confident in, in the abilities of Illinois, but I know enough that I think this is an improved Illinois team. I think this team is going to be competitive this year, which maybe they weren't so much last year. They were competitive in some games, but they, they could have been better. I think this is a year where they take steps forward, and I think they beat Wyoming and they cover the spread. Yeah, I'm picking Illinois as well, and I think they cover as well. Uh, I think their defense is going to be able to control this game, and I think they're going to win comfortably. Yeah, I would tend to agree. Mm-hmm. 
Well, look, Mario, we have football. Tomorrow, we have football. man, I cannot wait. Starting tomorrow, I cannot be more stoked about it. And, you know, I know we're going to release this on Fridays. And, you know, for those that are listening, we want to let you know that we are going to be releasing next week, a day early, because we've got some really important games Thursday, September 1st. September 1st, Penn State at Purdue. Can't be more stoked for that one. That's a big one, man. That's a big one. That's a big one. Now, you got New Mexico State at Minnesota on Thursday. Uh, so we, we have to make sure that we have to get we get our predictions in before that. And then Friday night is even even better. You got Western Michigan going to, to East Lansing, Illinois uh, at Indiana. So much to look forward to. And that's before we even get into our Saturday games. For those, so, so for those that are listening right now, please look for our podcast Thursday, September 1st. Absolutely. Hey, thank you everyone for the support. We appreciate it. Um, if you enjoy the podcast or if you'd like to follow along with us on Saturdays, please subscribe and look for us on Twitter at the BTR Show Pod. Thank you everyone. Be well and we'll see you guys next time.